let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I have a message that I preach on this passage that speaks of how Israel got to the place where they would not go into the land. And I won't go through that, but I do want us to see as this is all being laid out and that clearly the Lord would have us apply how he dealt with Israel to us in our individual lives. Look at verse six. Now these things were our example to the intent that we should not lust after evil things. Then verse 11, now all these things happen unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. And there's a number of things here that are pretty sobering about what happened to Israel during the wilderness wanderings. But the key aspect of this was, if you'll turn with me to Hebrews chapter 3, that they were not in a place that they were willing to follow the leadership of Moses, Joshua, and Caleb into the land that God had promised them. And utilizing this as an illustration, again, for us, uh, we find in verse 3, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. Verse uh, uh, 12, take heed, brethren, lest there be in, in any of you an evil heart of unbelief, and then in verse 18, and to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them which believed not. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. God had great victory for them. And it was not gauged upon their tremendous abilities. It was simply based upon their faith in the word of God, which had been clearly given, you go in, I will deliver you. And you can see how God blessed Joshua and Caleb. I mean, that is greatly highlighted because they believed God. They not only got to live a lot longer and had strength, uh, but uh, they had the, the blessing of seeing God work and they were used mightily as leaders among the next generation of Israelites. Now, I'm so thankful in our dispensation that when we don't step into victory, that we don't have to wait 40 years for the next, or 38 years for the next opportunity. Uh, and so I'm going to, based upon this, just walk you through for a few minutes, because I think uh, you'll see the parallel, I'll walk you through the matter of the development of the uh, nation of Israel, and we can apply it to our lives. All right, Israel was saved out of Egypt, out of the world, and you have the picture. They received the direction of God as a theocracy at Sinai, and yet they reacted to that. They did not believe God. They would not enter in. God had to continue to teach them, and then they had a spiritual awakening conference, Deuteronomy. Okay, that's true. They did, and it was the young generation that was left. Do you think it, it was pretty sober? Sobering for that young generation. Not a parent was alive. They were the oldest ones. Uh, very sobering. Everybody that had been at Kadesh Barnea, 20 and under, or 20 and over, or over 20, were gone. They understood God meant business. And I think everyone here has a very clear sense that God means business. 
And so Moses preaches through um, all that God had taught them. Book of Deuteronomy is the most quoted book by Jesus in the Gospels. Uh, it really shows the heart of love for God, of God for his people. It's a great study. And, um, and so they were challenged. And here they were looking at going into a land of mighty warriors. Uh, they were connected now with a resurgent Egypt. You know, if they had gone in before, Egypt had been decimated. Now Egypt was again strong. And there was the alliances. I mean, they were facing humanly an impossibility. But now, after the preaching of Moses, after what God had done in their hearts, to the man, they walked across Jordan. And it was a miracle, of course. God opened it up. You know, when God works in your heart, if God worked in your heart last week, isn't it almost like God just miraculously opens up things for you? Things that seem so difficult, you just walk right through. You realize that's true. I can believe that. And you stay encouraged. And so they walked through. <clears throat> then God had them identify uh, with him there before they were ready to go. But then here you have this, this new fighting force under Joshua. They had been stirred at the uh, Spiritual Awakening Conference of Deuteronomy, okay? And they had been making decisions, and they, they showed their decision by going into the land. Now they were stuck because the Jericho forces had seen them now cross Jordan. By the way, the Jordan at that time was in flood stage. I've seen it in flood stage. It's like crossing a lake, and, and because it goes down so fast, uh, it's just like a torrent of water. Now, you know, when it's not when it's in dry season, just a little ribbon of water. But it, it was amazing. It went from side to side. What a miracle when, it went, when they went across that. And, uh, and so Jericho was the first thing. Jericho is way up on the hill. Those were high-tech uh, walls. <laughs> I mean, this was the latest of fighting force. These were powerful Canaanites, well-seasoned in warfare. They had, uh, they had every advantage uh, in that. And yet, what do you find? After those men had been awakened to truth, heard the challenge of God through Moses, and responded and said, all right, we're going to cross Jordan. We're going to put our lives on the line. We're going to identify with you. They were willing to obey the word of God completely. And uh, you've heard a lot of messages about walking around Jericho. That was a big deal. Uh, that was something. I mean, to do it for seven days in a row, and then on the seventh day to go around seven times, uh, I mean, it's uh, put yourself in their sandals. I mean, it was quite something, you know. And they're looking up, and I mean, this was not pretty. I mean, this was impossible. There was no way for this to happen. But they believed God's word. I want you to get this. And this is what is the key right now. You've been stirred. God's shown you something specifically. <clears throat> you sense the presence of the Lord. Now, God wants you to be in a position that everything he says, you'll do it. And you'll do it his way. What God tells you often goes against natural sense. It is, it's a spiritually perceived direction, uh, willing to believe that God will provide for you, take care of you, that God will honor steps of faith. And so they did exactly 
uh, they followed leadership and they followed God's word. And when that shout occurred, there's no way to fully explain what that was like when those massive walls went straight down. And all of a sudden there's Jericho and total panic and God's power was all over that and everything was destroyed and everything was burned. And that was a massive victory. But the point I want to make here is, you know what happens after you get awakened spiritually, you start making some decisions, you say you're going to, you're going to follow God, you're immediately going to be faced with the test. I mean, the first thing was Jericho. And probably, if I was to ask, half of you have already faced a Jericho. You're thinking, oh, you know, man, it's so exciting, but now I got this issue. Well, obey God. Do exactly what God says. Don't go back to rationalizing. Don't go back to doing it your way. Don't go back to avoiding what God has called you to do. Ask him exactly what he would have you do or whenever you're facing the difficult things in your life. And I'm telling you, every time, every time, every time, the walls will come down and God will give the victory. It was just, can you imagine the thrilling time that was? They came back to their tents. Wow, did you see that? That was amazing. I mean, uh, God is powerful. In fact, I'm sure they were in some ways probably filled with awe and may not have even said a whole lot because they had seen the power of God. But then what was next? AI, a much smaller city connected to Bethel. And you know the story. And two problems that they had when they went to AI. Number one, they looked at their strength and sent a smaller force. Joshua made a strategic error. And he did not inquire at the Lord. Now here's one going to be one of your biggest, and you've seen this happen. When you have victory, take heed when ye think ye stand, lest ye fall. That's the example we're to learn uh, from 1 Corinthians chapter 10. It's very easy for us to think we have a little bit of strength. And when that happens, God in his mercy has to let you because if you live life dependent upon your thinking or your strength and you think you've arrived somehow spiritually, um, that is going to be de devastating to you. And of course, they were 36 men died. Here, this, they had been promised that God would totally take care of them. 36 men died. What was the other problem? Someone had sinned. And this is a picture of sin in the heart. That's covetous. By the way, the Jericho was the tithe. Achan stole from the tithe. Very interesting parallel there. And uh, I'm telling you, do not withhold from God the first fruits of your income. Learn that. That's a very important thing. So Joshua was, of course, you know, again, you've heard a lot of preaching. And Joshua had to deal with the sin, and he had to come back and, and depend upon God. And what did he do then? Lord, what do I do? And God gave him the strategy of going behind and before, and they had a great victory. But it was a very humbling time. Then they were humbled one more time. Gibeon. It was now another mighty city, but they, uh, unfortunately... Uh, here, they acted like ambassadors from afar. Again, you know the story. And what did they, not, what did they lack here again? 
They did not inquire of the Lord, and they made a decision based upon common sense. Now, you think back to key decisions you've made in your life. I promise you that you've had AIs, and you've had Gibeons, and you've had to live with some of the consequences of that. You know, if God's dealt with you, now I found this with people, and I'll, let me just finish quickly here, but I found this with people over and over. They'll get right on some big things, but they won't confess the little things. I promise you, there's some of you ladies and men here, and God has caused you to really uh, unload the truck, as Dr. Jim says, but you still got a few things in the cab. And you're more embarrassed to uncover that than you are the big stuff. That will cause a defeated AI. And then not depending upon God. And then you have a Gibeon after that. Boy, you, this could have been disastrous for them. Satan was trying to destroy them. Well, the good news is Joshua learned his lesson. And from that point on, you find Joshua not taking a step without the direction of the Lord. Everybody there started depending upon God. They had a good spanking. It was a humbling time. And you know what for the next seven years occurred? Every time they went into the battle, they won and nobody was killed. That's unheard of in warfare. I, I can't imagine what it was like before the big battle of the Southern Confederacy where you saw the stones coming down and so forth. But I, I can tell you, when the guys went back to rest a little bit in their tents uh, or, or resting, they slept pretty well. Because, yeah, they're going to have to fight. You've got to fight. You can't be passive. But God's going to deliver us. You see, they really began to believe that. What's God going to do tomorrow? And then the next day, wow, those stones and didn't hit any of us. That was amazing. More were killed from that, the hailstones, than... Then we slew, look, did you see what God, the sun stood still and over and over. Do you think there was a lot of rejoicing with those men? Wow, what an experience. No one died. No fear, total trust, excitement of what God was going to do. Weary, yes, worked hard, yes. Swords would go back by their ear and they'd smile. And I mean, they had God on their side. Can you imagine that? So what I'm trying to say, folks, is they had a spiritual awakening conference. They decided to serve the Lord. They crossed Jordan. But Jericho was right there. But Jericho came down. Why? Because they totally obeyed God. But then they had to learn. They thought they had strength. Bang. Sin had to be dealt with. Holding on to things. Depending on their own strength. And then Gibeon, what a humiliating uh, situation, But then they got to a place where they really had continuous victory. But that comes when you really are walking with God and listening to him. So simple little perspective. God put this on my heart several days ago. And uh, I just want you to think about it. Where are you? Are you at that first Jericho? Or you still haven't crossed Jordan yet? Or maybe you've already seen some victory, but oh, there's something you need to deal with and you're just about to hit a defeated AI or be humiliated at Gibeon. Just let the Lord apply this to your heart because I tell you what's around the corner is victory after victory after victory after victory.
We need to be living in victory surprised by defeat.